Hey everybody, it's Shane here. As you might be noticing, I skipped the usual intro music. That's for a really good reason. The name of this podcast is actually changed. You know that this has been called the First Time Homebuyers Podcast. Well, I recently just changed it to How to Buy a Home in Texas Podcast. I just felt like that was the better name for describing what I'm doing here in this podcast. Now, if you're in a different part of the country, I would love for you to keep listening um, like you have before. But I have to say, like I've always said, uh, these rules may not apply to you. These are, uh, I only know Texas real estate. Um, So I'd love for you to keep listening if you're from out of state, but uh, know that this is more focused on Texas real estate and is applicable to that. Now, I am doing something different in this episode, and I hope to do this again in the future, and that is I'm interviewing another agent. I'm going to interview an agent from Houston, Texas, who knows all about the Houston market, and he's going to describe all of that in depth. Remember, I'm in Austin, so if you're thinking of moving to Austin or know someone who is, please reach out to me, contact me. I would be uh, happy to help you and assist you. Uh, But if you're looking for a home in Houston or thinking about buying or thinking about moving there, this is especially great for you. So my guest today, his name is Evan Compion. He's been in real estate for about 12 years and he's been a licensed agent for four. And uh, I actually referred some friends to him not that long ago and they were They were just so happy with the service that he gave them and their entire experience. They couldn't say enough. So uh, I thought I would give Evan a call and, uh, you know, talk to him a little bit specifically about the Houston market and real estate. And that's what we'll be talking about. We're going to jump in mid-conversation with Evan while he's talking a little bit about some pitfalls for first-time homebuyers. Because I'll meet a new client. They might be looking for something inside of the city, but they have a certain budget. Um, and they're they're very uh, um, they're they're very set on looking for that particular property, and what ends up happening is they they just they they'll and and what's happened in the past whenever sometimes they've worked with another agent maybe in the previous year and then stop looking and want to start again is they they will get discouraged by their by by why what they're finding because un because they have unrealistic expectations. So really, what I try to do at the beginning is try just try to get a good handle on what they're looking for. Uh, and then determining if that's realistic or not, um, and then once we once we have a good um, a good grip on that, it kind of helps us take the next step of having actually starting to look around. Obviously, that plus being pre-approved and knowing that that they feel comfortable with their finances to start the next search. Once you kind of get all those um, just the different categories checked off, um, then that starts making for a nice healthy uh, start. Uh, to to the relationship because like I mean like other a lot of other things this is a relationship it's not just a a, a, a quick item you're buying it's a, it's a relationship you're getting into and the better handle you have on things the better the better the whole process is so just nailing down that criteria um, letting them know what to expect during the process letting them know up front uh, about what to expect and then constantly letting them know what might happen next uh, that's been very, very important to us because it helps give the buyer expectations of what might happen instead of setting them up for constant surprises. And I find that that happens a lot with, with maybe an inexperienced agent or maybe just another agent that has too much going on at one time is that they don't keep the client informed 
um, which which leads to surprises, um, and and they're usually not good surprises. Um, so so yeah, just kind of having it all nicely nicely uh, kind of tucked into a nice little ball setup, it, it works out very well for us. You know, I couldn't agree more about setting the expectations. That's been my biggest thing. You know, if a uh, you know if your buyer knows that uh, you know during an inspection maybe something could go something could be found that's really wrong if they know ahead of time that that's a possibility they're more apt to roll with it but if they don't if they're blindsided by that then um, you know that turns uh, what should be a minor deal into a really big deal um, so in all kinds of not just inspections but all kinds of stuff that you could encounter in the process of buying a house exactly no no you're completely right because I've encountered situations to where a client really wants to be in a certain part of town where it's just it's a lot of older homes 50 60 70 years old um, and they, they want that they want to be there uh, we go to the go to a home we I, I meet there I like to have always have like I always like to have a nice uh, just a good amount of time with them maybe set up go visit a vacant home an older home and and chat with them about what to expect and a lot of times whenever they want older homes we go over of what to expect with maintenance uh, inspection issues uh, just the general upkeep of an older home uh, the, the, the lack of sometimes restrictions uh, in an older home compared to a newer subdivision that might be in a master plan community or might be in some type of association, they start seeing that there's, there's a lot of things they didn't factor in, in into their decision to buy in an older part of the city or, in, or, or decide to buy an older home. Um, and, and it pops up and it comes up a lot of times they end up switching um, uh, the, the criteria uh, and they sway away from an older home and go towards a newer home. Um, and, and that's, that's happened quite a bit of times to, to me and it, it just letting them know what to expect up front, regardless of what the situation is really makes a big difference. Cause you, you start giving them information that they didn't necessarily think about from the beginning. Yeah, that's, and that's a great example too, with the older home, because you have a lot of people, especially first time home buyers who they love the character of old homes. I love the character of old yep. homes. Um, but they got to know going in, hey, you're going to have cast iron pipes instead of PVC. And, um, you know, the inspector's going to take note of that. And there could be costly, you know, uh, plumbing repairs in the in the future. Um, and that's just part of owning a, an older home. Um, so, yeah, great point. Great example. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the specifics of the Houston market. So we, in past episodes, I've told my listeners um, right in in the Austin area right now in general, it's a seller's market and pretty low inventory right now. And so um, for people who are listening, who have listened to past episodes, they understand what that means and what that means in terms of uh, how you submit an offer and how aggressive you need to be. What's the market like, like in Houston right now? You know, Houston is a very interesting market because of the high concentration of oil and gas that we have here in town. Um, so Houston was a very, very much a seller's market. Um, Twenty, the, the, most of 2013, all of 14, and the majority of 2015. It wasn't until about the third, fourth quarter of last year where things actually started to to slow down a little bit. And a lot of that, and uh, pretty much the majority of it, is directly related to the price of oil. So we're seeing uh, um, uh, just a direct and quick impact of that, and not at, as quick, but relatively quick to other markets because other markets. Uh, from what I've seen and read, they're not sensing the impact as much. 
you might go to Odessa, some of the West Texas uh, cities, maybe other, uh, if you go up north, uh, just other other states that might have a high concentration of just kind of just, just oil, oil refining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they might be feeling it too. But I think Houston being one of the, just one of the largest cities, we are seeing uh, a change um, in, in direction uh, in a lot of the markets, uh, a lot of the sub-markets here in, in town. So it used to be a very, very much of a seller's market. Now I can, uh, I mean, we're here already, I mean, 2016, I can comfortably say that it's, it's changing. It's not a seller's market uh, anymore in, in all the sub-markets that we have in town. In some areas, it's actually starting to turn into a, into a buyer's market. Uh, and, and rather quickly, over a course of six to nine months, it's, uh, it's switching over. We're not seeing drastic, we're not seeing prices drop. Uh, we're not seeing just uh, extreme changes uh, uh, yet. But we have seen many areas that were used to having three, four, five, six offers coming in when the property was listed. A lot of those buyers have exited the market. Um, they're, they, they work in oil and gas, uh, and they're, 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 they're not looking to buy right now because they're, they're more worried about job security. So even though they have the ability to purchase, a lot of people are putting off their purchases. They're, they're, they're putting it on hold, um, and that is resulting in just having – we're having an increase in inventory. Um, I, I forget the exact stat right now, but we're at about like three and a half months of inventory uh, where it used to be at a, a two two point eight months of inventory, um, so we're seeing a rise in inventory, uh, and we are seeing a, a, a drop in buyers. So obviously, you kind of combine that, and there are some some areas that uh, I wouldn't say as a whole we're seeing prices drop, but I am seeing certain developments. New construction, for instance, is is a good example. Prices there there are some developers that are selling the homes for a little bit less than they sold them. Uh, three, six months ago. Um, so it's changing. It's an interesting market um, because we're seeing the effects of that firsthand. It's hitting us first at being one of the major cities and not necessarily being a very small town with 100,000 people. Um, we're seeing that effect here. Uh, so it, 2016 will be a good time for buyers to purchase a property. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's still it's still up in the air as to what direction things are going. Uh, I know the past three months in Houston, we've seen a year over year a drop in market activity, uh, 10%, uh, 10% drop uh, in, in October from 20, 2014 to 2015, 10% in November, again, year over year, uh, and 10% as well in, in December. Um, January numbers are not out yet, but, uh, but uh, we're anticipating a, a drop there. So all in all, I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty good time if you're a buyer. It is. It is a good time for a, for a buyer, and this and really, it's just it's hard. Um, it's hard to determine when that low or the low is going to arrive. I mean, we're we're at a at a slightly slower period. We're still moving. Uh, things are getting sold. People are buying and selling. It's just not as crazy as it was last year. Uh, and I've helped a, a few buyers in the past couple months. Uh, purchase properties that I saw on the MLS close um, uh, with new construction, the home right next door for more money. Um, so there, you can get in. We don't know if it's going to keep if it's going to keep going that way um, or when it's going to kind of level off. Uh, but we are seeing that that change is definitely not a seller's market uh, anymore. At least not as a whole. The whole city is not a, a seller's market. There are still some, like I said, sub markets. Um, that have extreme low amount of inventory, uh, and uh, and if something comes up, 
they get multiple offers. Um, so for them, yes, it's definitely a seller's market. But as a whole, I would say the city of Houston, it's not a seller's market anymore. Well, you bring up a good point for anybody listening, even if they're not from Houston, because you know, as a nation, the real estate market generally moves one direction or another. And we've, over the past several years, we've been kind of slowly pulling out of this recession. And um, so, you know, people might see national news and think that there's uh, something applicable about their local market. And it may not necessarily be the case. Um, That's, that is that is very true. And I know it, it sounds like, like a sales pitch, but you really want to speak to a, a trusted realtor. Um, that can yeah. give you insight as to what's going on because what you see on Zillow or what you see on just any other website or on the news, it's very generalized. Um, right. So unless that information is catered to your specific city and, and more importantly, your specific neighborhood, um, it, it's, it might not apply. Uh, so you definitely want to speak to, to just a trusted source to give you the pros and cons about the upcoming decision you're looking looking to make because uh, it, it varies. It really varies a lot. Good points. Good points. So it sounds like um, not so you know. In addition to being uh, not a seller's market anymore, it sounds like there's probably a decent amount of inventory on the market. You know, yeah, it's starting to come up a little bit. Yeah, I, I have seen it in certain neighborhoods. For instance, the west side of Houston. Um, it's you have a high concentration of uh, of just uh, headquarters for oil and gas companies, so they call it the energy corridor. Um, so all of all west of Houston, kind of I ten going towards Katy, um, it's 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 just very focused on that. Um, you have a suburb out there called Katy. I've noticed inventory in Katy uh, come up quite a bit more uh, than than a few of the other suburbs. Um, so, so yeah, you definitely are having, um, uh, you're having higher inventory. Um, again, it's not going, it's not drastic. We're not having three times the amount of, of homes on the market that we had six months ago. We're just seeing, um, that, that, that small effect of, of, of just a few more days on market, another listing that hit the market and it's, it's already been up for 20 days, 30 days. And you're just having that, that momentum heading that way. And I'll remind the listeners, you know, inventory refers to the amount of homes available for sale, um, which is obviously tied to whether or not it's a buyer's and seller's market, but not necessarily the exact same thing. Um, so that's good to know. So tell me, you know, Houston is a huge, huge city um, and you cover, correct me if I'm wrong, but you cover some of the, the surrounding suburbs as well. Um, are the markets different in the suburbs uh, compared to Houston proper? You know, very much so, and even from suburb to suburb. Um, I'll give you a couple examples. So, for instance, I mean, from inner city, you have the the inner loop of Houston. Anything inside the 610 loop, um, kind of referred to as the just the inner loop, um, it tends to have a, a higher concentration of, of higher-priced homes because of its proximity to downtown, to the medical center, to the and to the Galleria. Um, so a lot of that market... A lot of the submarkets within that that general area, it, it's a real, it's a, it's somewhat of a toss up. There are areas that are having um, higher inventory, and there are some that are still staying fairly stable. I would say, as a whole, you, regardless of where you're looking inside of the inside of the loop, you're having more homes on the market than you did six months ago. Uh, you you compare that to the suburbs, you attract a completely different demographic out there. Uh, and, and a lot of these suburbs, they're, they're, they're more affordable than inside the city. 
uh, people are looking for bigger homes, generally um, higher rated schools are out in the suburbs too, just to, just to, in general. Um, so you, you have a little bit more of that. People are looking to make moves during the, more so during the summer months when kids are out of school as opposed to the city where sometimes you have a lot of people that, yes, they do have families, but you also have a higher concentration of younger buyers without, without children. So they're looking to move whenever, whenever works best for them. Um, so you, you just have different dynamics going on. Um, so you have, a, you have different, uh, different forces affecting the market in different areas. And then when I say from suburb to suburb, uh, Katie here in Houston is very focused on just on the oil and gas, on energy. Um, so you, a, lot of, a lot of families, a lot of uh, home buyers or homeowners uh, work in that industry. Whereas Pearland is it's the closest suburb to the medical center, uh, and you're you're not noticing a drop in any type of rural movement within the medical center. It's still very active. Um, uh, the medical industry it's just it's obviously moving along at a, at a good pace. It's still growing. So you have two completely different suburbs that are affected by different forces. You do obviously have some um, sellers or buyers in those areas that work in these different industries. Um, uh, one might be, one might live in Paraline close to the medical center, but might be working for Exxon, for instance, that's in oil. Uh, but, but as a whole, Paraline is very focused, has a high concentration of, of medical professionals or people in the industry. Whereas Katie has more, more of a concentration from people in, in oil and gas. So that affects the different suburbs differently. You're seeing uh, a little bit of a quicker pace towards certain suburbs and a little bit of a slower pace towards other other suburbs. So it's a very interesting market because it's such a large city. You want you you definitely want to have that information that that belongs to that specific area that you're looking for. Well, and that's great because part of that what, you know the great part about Austin uh Houston being so, you know, sprawling and have so many different options is that um you know, there's probably, there's, there's a price point for a lot of people, a lot of different people where they are in different points of life, I would imagine. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You can, you can buy a house here, um, for under a hundred thousand if you, if you wanted to. Um, uh, but if you, if you could bump it up to 125, 150, you can definitely be, uh, it's going to be very competitive, but you can definitely find a, a, a nice, a nice place. It's obviously not going to get you a 3000 square foot home. With a pool and everything, but you can find you can find a place, and and at the same time, if you had a five uh, five hundred thousand dollar budget, you can find a nice little bungalow inside the city, walking distance to restaurants and bars, and and five ten minutes away from downtown. Um, so you have a little bit of everything, and obviously you want to spend more than that, um, you can get even even more. So you have you have a lot. For a lot of different, a lot of different people, a lot of different buyers. So, so that's what uh, that's what I think helped Houston grow as as a city too, because it's not it it wasn't a high price city to begin with. Um, so you you bring in a lot of buyers that are maybe looking for something affordable or or relatively affordable. If someone's looking moving from, for instance, the Bay Area in San Francisco, I've worked with clients from that area. That sure. they have a small home for a million dollars over there and. They're buying something over here for five, six hundred thousand, and they're getting three, four times the size. And That's right. Great schools, and and they're just super happy. Uh, so you do, you do, you have a little, you have something for everybody uh, around here. 
Man, that's so great. The spread is a lot better in Houston than it is in Austin. I mean, here you can, uh, it's pretty hard to find something under 200 grand um, that's livable, um, you know, that's not a, a condo or something like that. So that's yeah. fantastic that you've got such a great spread there. And for those people listening in Houston, t- take advantage of that opportunity to be a homeowner. Um so I didn't ask you this before, or I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. So no, no shame if you don't know this off the top of your head, because I don't know this for Austin. But I know some are going to be um, wanting to know some some specifics out there. Do you know the median home price right now for a home in Houston or the surrounding area? Good question. I don't know the exact answer, but I believe it's at about 216000 for the median. Wow, that's uh, I, great. I, yeah, I remember reading an article a few days ago about, about that. So the, the median, I think a few years ago, was about $170,000, one eighty, uh, And it's, it's, been, it's been going up. But again, that median doesn't necessarily represent an accurate um, uh, representation of the actual increases in other parts of town. Because whereas the sure. median price point has gone up maybe... 10% in the past couple years. Um, there are some areas that have gone up 50% uh, um, in valuation uh, over over the same period. Uh, so it's just, again, that just kind of uh, refers back to the size of the city. It's so huge um, that you just, you get all of these transactions and you bundle them together. Uh, and then obviously you have that, that median price. That's great. That's great. Well, um, Evan, you've you've given us so much great information. Um, Where, if people are um, in Houston or thinking about moving to Houston, um, how could they reach out to you? Definitely. No, they could visit my website. It's uh, thebayoucity.com. That's just the nickname for the city of Houston. They call it the Bayou City. They can visit there or they can just get on on Yelp or get on Zillow and just type uh, realtor. And I'm usually one of the... um, the top five agents that pops up, they're based on based on reviews. So I'm I'm pretty easy to contact and, and real easy to uh, just real easy really to, to reach and get back in touch with. Cool. And I'll have all your contact info for the show notes of this show. And uh, you know, I mentioned before you helped some of my friends, you did a great job. And I think I found you on Yelp. You were really highly rated. Um, you know, a lot of people may not understand how difficult it is to um, to get good Yelp reviews. Um, Yelp, they err on the side of taking down reviews, even if they they think there's a remote chance it may not be real. Um, and I know oh, yeah. that I've had several of my positive reviews taken down um, from real people that I knew were real. Oh um, yeah, I've been there too. Yeah, I think I I don't know how many um, yeah how many real reviews they they actually removed, but there probably maybe about fifteen or so reviews that they've removed uh, from there, but. But yeah, it's definitely it's yeah. yeah it's 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 hard to you know and just as a whole, there's so many variables going on and happening in real estate. Again, like I said at the beginning, it's not a quick. Uh, you're not just purchasing a, a TV at the store and you have five minutes to interact with your sales rep or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a relationship and, and really right. to you have to weather the ups and downs uh, and and it's it's difficult to uh, to, to kind of make everything work and get it all streamlined and, and it's just it's it's it makes me happy once the transaction closes that that they're happy and that everybody's happy uh because it just it's it, it was a work in progress it was a large puzzle that, that that took a lot of pieces to put together perfect well evan thanks a lot and uh hey if you're in the houston area contact evan evan compion like i said we'll put uh his contact info in the show notes you could just google him and get that too Um, Evan, thanks for being with me, man. 
Hey, Shane, thanks so much, man. Thanks for having us. Well, there you have it, friends. I want to thank Evan Compion for being my guest today. He was a fantastic guest, gave us so much information. If you're in the Houston area, contact him. Let him know you heard this on this show. And uh, yeah, I'd appreciate it. Remember, uh, if you're looking to buy real estate or sell real estate in Austin, give me a call or an email. You can always reach me at shane.blackshare at kw.com. That's kw as in Keller Williams. Google me. I'm pretty easy to find that way. Just Google Shane Blackshear Realtor. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see you. Love to work with you. Hey, I hope you like the new uh, kind of direction of the show. It won't always be interviews with other people, but there will be more of that. So I hope you enjoy and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.